Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Locker Room Podcast. My name is Tully O'Connor and I'm the host and creator of the show and I'm pumped to share this conversation with you this week. Um, I sat down with a very good brother of mine who's actually the best man at my wedding, Tim Morrison, and we um, dove deep and, and just had a good conversation. We covered a lot of ground um, and I'll share more about exactly what we dive into in a second. But first of all, I'm super pumped to share with you a program that I've just launched literally last night, um, an online program called Embodied Living. So it's a 10-week online incubator and it's an online experience that's, that I've crafted to really help you shift at a deep level so that you can live purposely, lead powerfully and love passionately. So we dive into a bunch of topics. We look at all of your sort of subconscious beliefs and programs. We look at integrating the shadow. We look at conscious relationship. We dive into sex. And I've got, I think, five guest speakers who are um, all, yeah, leaders in their field that are coming in to really just create a container for transformation. So I'm super pumped for that. If you're keen to check out the details of that, just all the details are over on my Instagram or you can go to tullyoconnor.co forward slash embodied dash living. That's tullyoconnor.co slash embodied dash living. Or just find me on Instagram at tullyoconnor and all the details are there as well. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. So Tim and I we sat down, no plans, no questions um, written down or prepared. We just sort of seed where, seed, <laughs> saw where things went. Um, and we, we dove into some really important topics. Like the main theme was really around connecting to purpose and our personal power. And Tim shared sort of how he's gone about really connecting with that over the last few years to the point where he's just living in full alignment and fully connected to his purpose. Um, he touched on the true definition of, of what a warrior is and he's got a really unique insight to that with his background in um, Muay Thai fighting So he's, he's, and then, then his evolution into his spiritual journey. He actually provides a really unique insight to that. Um, we spoke about understanding and integrating our shadows. We spoke about ingesting versus digesting information. We spoke about the importance of accountability. Um, we spoke about contemplating death and, and, the, and the benefits and, and how powerful that can be as a practice. So we covered a lot of area. Um, and Tim, he, yeah, he, he, he provides a unique um, service in the world. He, he offers really deep, powerful, transformational shamanic experiences um, through his soul flight ceremony where he uses a combination of ceremonial cacao, breath and sacred sounds that he, that he produces live, shamanic soundscapes, which are just super powerful. If you've experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and he also brings that, that energy into his work that he does with men. So I was over supporting one of his retreats a few weeks back over in Bali, the Brave, and he's done a lot of immersions in Perth as well. Um, so yeah, he's doing amazing work in the world and this was an amazing conversation. And without further ado, enjoy the podcast. All right, Timmy, thanks for being here, man. You're welcome, brother. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. Me too. Ever, I thought I thought this was probably going to be episode number one, <laughs> but uh, we haven't been able to line it up in person, but... We're here now. And I was a little bit, um, bit heartbroken <laughs> yeah. that I wasn't your first. Yeah. That's... But um, I'm happy to take this place for now. So 
It'll do. It'll do. <laughs> um, beautiful man. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff I want to jump in and, and discuss with you today. But first things first, we'll kick it off the same way I've been kicking off each of these. And that's with the question. Talk to us about a significant challenge that you've overcome and what did you learn from overcoming that challenge? So it might be something recent and fresh or it might be something from a long time ago, whatever whatever comes up for you with that. Mm. I would say right now what's coming up is just a message that this too shall pass. Mm. And every single time, especially at the start of my journey when things would become overwhelming, overwhelmingly difficult and super challenging this i can't don't even know who the quote is from but just that this too shall pass Mm. and i would always say it to myself over and over again and within that realizing the strength that i had within to overcome situations and allowing that to be my anchor point allowing that to transfer to all aspects of Mm. my life um Man, like I've had so many difficult situations I've had to overcome throughout my life. And I'd probably say the one that has been most life-changing for me was my neck injury. When I had three discs pop out of my neck and one of the discs hit my spinal cord. Mm. And suffering the nerve pain from that, having to have surgery and then receiving more nerve pain and going to depression and suicidal tendencies and all that. Mm. Um, that was a massive one that massive hurdle or challenge that I had to overcome and within that realize how much I actually wanted to live mm. um, and it was a gateway into finding who I was uh, underneath everything that I projected out who I was to the world mm-hmm. yeah 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 so that almost like rock bottom or really desperate moment almost gave you a mirror so to the point where you were like depressed and like you said suicidal thoughts but you got to the point where you were like hang on a second that's not what i actually want like i do want to live and then that's took you on your journey to being like okay what am i going to make my life yeah stand for exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah. and can you speak to some other things that helped like that mantra of this too shall pass and and starting to embody that what else helped you get through that because that's that's a, it was a, I know it was a fairly and it was spanned over a decent time period as well. Yeah. Like, can you speak to any other things that were significant factors in helping you through that? One of the most significant was my partner Sammy, mm. who was an angel that was sent to me that really helped me come to terms with what I was going through. And then the other part was plant medicine, mm-hmm. as you know, yeah. taking my first trip to the jungle with my dad, with my old mm. man. And uh, working through some really deep stuff through that plant medicine. Um, and it wasn't until like I left the jungle and then I went into a, another part of the jungle for a survival tour. and didn't realize how much it was actually us straight up survival tour. But we got lost in the jungle and stuff and um, got attacked by these swarm of bees and um, couldn't get off the boat. I tried to jump in and the guy grabbed me and was just like, oh, there's, you know, piranhas and other stuff in the water that will like attack you. And in that point, man, I was like allergic to bees and I was starting to swell up and stuff. And I remember in that moment, like how much I actually wanted to live. Mm. Um, That was a massive turning point for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Game changer. Wow. That's phenomenal. And so that... um, 
that journey with plant medicine, obviously there was a lot of healing um, involved in that. And then what, what did you take from that in terms of like a course correction? Did, was it because I know in my personal journey, when I've experienced something that's benefited me, mm. sometimes I've, I've been like, well, then this is my path. This is my thing. Yeah. And then I've experienced something else that's benefited me. And I'm like, oh, well, this is my thing. So like, did, did you have that experience where you were like, oh, plant medicines helped me so much. This is what I'm going to do. Or did it just course correct you onto, onto other things? Oh man, like yes and no. So, um, like when I first, my first couple of ceremonies, I was expecting to see so much darkness, so much trauma coming up and all that. But I was just filled up with so much love mm. and light and acceptance for who it was and what I came through. And it was like I just woke up one morning and the depression was gone. Yeah, wow. And that depth of the depression has never returned. Like I still, you know, experience like, like depressive states like we mm-hmm. all do, but nothing like what I used to. Mm-hmm. And it was a massive, like, unveiling, unlayering um, of who I was and purging out so many different aspects of myself and what I, what I thought I was meant to be, mm. what I thought society wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And then doing all the work with the plant medicine just blew me open mm-hmm. um, to a whole new different vibration and different level. Mm. Um, and then when I came out of the jungle that first time and I came home, the big course correction was when I, you know, <clears throat> I, uh, went into this deep shamanic awakening, which lasted for like four or five months where I was in, out of, you know, like older states of consciousness. Mm. Um, you know, some people probably say I was psychosis or schizophrenia and stuff like that, but um, there was a lot more of a spiritual energetic aspect to what was happening for mm-hmm. me. And I was just blessed to have, you know, a family around me and especially my mum. She was incredible and is still is an incredible teacher and mentor for me in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was just like, you were just seeing the unseen and feeling the unfelt. And in that process, I was, I was in a pretty, pretty dark dark place going through all that you know i thought Mm. it was going crazy and seeing things i didn't want to see hearing things i didn't want to hear feeling things i didn't want to feel Mm. and then i got to a point my mom was just like you have to surrender to the process and the more resistance the pain is coming the turmoil is coming from the the resistance Mm. so you need to surrender and i was just like how many times do i have to surrender and she's like well obviously you're not surrendering enough (laughs) because you're still (laughs) in it and um, and I got to this point and I just made this pact with spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. And I mm. said, if you teach me how to get through what I'm going through, then I will spread my message with the world and I'll help those who are in need and who can receive what I need to give them. Mm. And it was just like bang, boom. And moment after moment, meeting different teachers, doing different courses and... Yeah. <clears throat> opening up this um like this contract with spirit where i was learning from spirit learning from like physical teachers and non-physical teachers yeah and that was like my big course correction and i pretty much just was showing my path of who i was meant to become mm. if i chose to step into it if I, mm. it was there if i was wanting it 
And a big thing for me was that, um, you know, we have our path that's laid out for us, but we still have our own conscious choice of what we want to do and what we don't want to do. Um, but for myself, as much as I, there was times that I tried to resist and try to steer away from what I was doing. And as soon as I did, I would get really sick. I would get injured. Mm-hmm. Um, something would come up that would just pull me back into alignment. And I had such a thin margin of being able to be out of alignment before something hit me back into place. Yeah. And when I look back on my life, there was, I just wasn't listening to the whispers i wasn't listening to the nudges and i needed the big mac truck to mm. get me back into alignment and for whatever reason that is the path that my soul has chosen and the moment that i started to walk this path that i'm on now and be of service my life has just opened up and is so fruitful um, there's so much magic so much love and joy and there's so much adventure and abundance it's just absolutely incredible Mm. and um it's just changed my life significantly and and i know we've spoken about this many times and finding it hard to um remember who i was before it just feels like a complete another life yeah and yeah yeah beautiful man and something you touched on there, I think is so prominent and, and it's something I've witnessed in you. Like we've been real tight for like the last three years. It was kind of like, yeah, our friendship just sparked. And then <laughs> from then on, it's like we've been bros and you're more on purpose than probably anyone I know. Mm. And and you spoke to that thin margin that you kind of have because if you go off course, you notice it pretty quick. But initially, you didn't have that that awareness and... And your journey has kind of taught you that awareness. But I see that so much in the people that I work with, even in my own life, that I can feel on purpose at points and then I can get distracted from that purpose. Mm. And like, do you have any like tools that you've used or practices that you have to feel into or to, to distinguish what's on purpose for you? Because I know at the moment you're doing a lot of stuff in the men's workspace, obviously your soul flight, cacao ceremonies mm. um, with the sacred sounds. So you're sort of very clear in the direction that that you're going. Do you actually have any practices or insights that you could share with people that do struggle with that sense of direction? Yeah, it's interesting, man. When I was, um, you know, back when I was fighting and I was getting lots of injuries, I was always had this mindset of like, oh, the universe is just testing me to see how bad I want to, like what am I willing to go through to get to where where I want to be? And I think that's like a mindset that we have in all different aspects of our life like what are we, what are we willing to go through to get to where we want to be mm. and um when i started getting into this more into alignment i realized there was so much more flow and freedom through the feeling that i had within my body um but to be honest man like my main practice is connecting to spirit and to the earth and especially when i first started men's work and started soul flight ceremony with the cacao mm. Um, that was in, I just listened to what I was meant to do. Mm. Um, and I just listened to the guidance that I was receiving and just built everything I'd done on my intuition and, and with spirit. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of practice for me to do, to be able to, um, sense when it was coming from my ego or when it was coming from my heart or when it was coming from spirit. Mm. And I mean, like with cacao, like the whole time, the reason why it's 
expanded and flourishing at the moment is like i just listened to exactly what the spirit of cacao wanted me to do mm. um and what the earth was wanting me to do and i just didn't question it and just just acted every single time so i don't really have a practice of what i do to keep me in purpose for me it's more a feeling that i have within yeah. my body mm-hmm. um and it's like finding that genius of of within of of what do i actually excel in me mm. personally yeah um and what am i here to offer and do that you know fills me up as much as i as much as i give mm-hmm. and you know the old saying of like what would you do if you would never receive money for whatever yeah thing was and for me it was definitely like doing what i do now and and yeah. that and yeah i just i mean like we can get so stuck on like finding our purpose and and doing all that and we need to understand as well that um our purpose can be like actually anything Mm. you know sometimes our purpose is to be like a really amazing father Mm. amazing mother you know it could be a a gardener Mm. or a chef or anything like that it's sometimes we get stuck in the self-development or personal development world that your purpose has to be this huge thing where you're receiving all this money and all that mm. kind of stuff for and um and i mean that is the sense for some people but like your purpose is, is like where it really comes from the deep core of your being mm. and you feel such a sense of fulfillment and joy mm. and you do receive abundance the abundance that you're willing to receive by being in that purpose yeah to yeah 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 beautiful it's such a good point that sort of quest for purpose it can be very externalized and i Mm. I find um and i even had the experience where i I got into my head about it of like trying to find this one thing that is my purpose not understanding that it's an evolving thing and what you touched on about trusting that feeling in your body that's something that i've had to learn to do as well Mm. because i was initially um a bit disconnected from that emotion, that feeling and all of that. Yeah. And I think if, um, and have you noticed that in the work you do with men, if they're disconnected from their emotional body in general, they're going to be disconnected from a sense of purpose because they can't feel? Oh, 100% man. Like the deeper you can feel within yourself, the deeper you can be connected to the world around you. Mm. And you know, one of the main things that we do with the men is get them tapped back into their warrior energy. Mm. And there's this old concept of the warrior that the warrior is like stoic and doesn't feel but the the warrior feels everything he can feel the subtleties and the magic and that's why he's able to act in the way that he does with so much depth because he is so connected to himself and he's so connected to the land and he's so connected to his brothers and and his community Mm. that's where he can be how he can be but i'm just thinking back man like when i was um my first trip to the jungle like and my second actually a few times being there to trying to get into alignment with my with my purpose and definitely like working with ayahuasca with, with san pedro or wachuma and cambo those three have really like shown me my purpose mm-hmm. of who i'm meant to be and there's a process of like we we mentally or we we from society we think that we have to be a certain way or do a certain thing and that's our purpose and we um 
we judge ourselves or we compare ourselves to others being like, oh, that's their purpose. Maybe that's going to be my purpose. And you're trying to, you know, gain their own self-validity from what somebody else is Mm. doing. And man, like one of the first times, it was the first time I received Cambo. Um, Like I was doing a lot of tantra work back then. And I saw the words tantra across my face. And then the words tantra just disintegrated. And Cambo was like, the tantra world is not your path mm. the shamanic path is your path and i was like whoa and then um it took a few more i was just like you know you come back into your normal state and your ego is backfiring yes. it's just like now nah, it's a stupid idea and i <laughs> took a few more times but and then like my another time i was um i think it was like maybe my second or third or tumor journey i um i was i was working with some apache which is the jungle tobacco and uh, while I was in the medicine, the, the Mapacha was like, um, sing me a song and I'll, and I'll show you. And so I sung this song and I taught, it told me to burn itself into my hand. And, I, and as soon as I put the ash into my hand, I shot out of my body and went up into the spirit realm. And when I was up there, I was in this family, my soul family, and everything was like neutral. And it was just showing me that how... Us as humans, we we put meaning onto everything. Mm. So we make we give meaning to good things, we give meaning to bad things, and it's our ego that's kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking back down, um, I was like, I've got to go back to my people, and I was calling them the ground dwellers, and um, they were like, No, you got to stay up here. This is like where you belong. You belong to be up here. And I was like, No, no, I got to go back to the ground dwellers, and they were like, All right, well if you want to go back you're going to become the bridge between the worlds Mm. Um, do you agree and i was like yeah sure and then i went straight back down to my body and then it was just like as soon as that happened that's when i started seeing spirits and starts uh hearing voices and seeing energy and um Mm. and all the other kind of stuff and then it wasn't until like a year or two later that I was like reading about Mapacho and and one of the things that they use Mapacho, they call out the bridge between the worlds is like the the messenger between the spirits, between the the, the different worlds. And I was like, whoa, like to receive that message from the plan itself and then Mm. reading about later on, that's what somebody else has documented. I was like, man, there's so much other knowledge that we can learn without having to know fully read everything and mm. um same with i man like had times of i where she's just gone bang that's what your that's what your purpose is stop asking me i remember so, you sharing that story with me you thought there was going to be this full long journey about yeah, like yeah. aligning with your purpose <laughs> and then it was just like boom that's yeah, it yeah next question please yeah. stop stop asking me yeah yeah <laughs> stop questioning yourself and, and i think that's such a pertinent thing because no matter which way it comes whether it is working with plant medicine or if it's just for me, it comes through just intuitive insights mm. when I have been in sort of deeper ceremonial spaces and then you get that insight and then as soon as you go out of that space, the ego mind, the monkey mind comes back yeah, and it's 100%. like, now you can't do that. Yeah. How are you going to make money doing that? Or how is that going to work? Or mm. your parents won't approve of that or your friends won't approve of that. And the monkey mind comes back in and, and it's like, until we learn to really trust that intuitive voice above mm. all else, it can be, a bit of a, a, a tailspin. Oh man, hundred percent. That inner critic goes yeah, wild, man. Goes soon, nuts. As soon as your, your ego comes back in as the main driver and, and like over fucking exerts itself, mm. man, it's just like bah, 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 bah. yeah. And I think it's important to speak into that as like it, that, that's always going to be there as well. Because oh, yeah. I'm sure people would look at you, the success you're having, the growth you're having. I mean, Soul Flight 
you've had over 200 people sit in ceremony in the last week between Perth and you. Like, it's been phenomenal growth. Mm. And I think it would be easy for people to look at you and project and be like, you don't have your strike. Like, you're just cruising. Mm. You don't struggle with those problems anymore. And I think it's understanding that that's always going to be there to some respect. It's how you work with it. Yeah. That That is what evolves. Man, it's the... Um it's the upper limits. Yeah. Like, no matter what level you get to, you're going to, you're going to hit some level of, of upper limit. You're mm. going to hit some glass ceiling mm. and it's the awareness that you have around it that allows you to break through it. And the ego, like make the ego your friend. And you know, like we need the ego, the ego can, what gets us up in the morning mm. and allows us to drive a lot. It gives us that drive to fulfill our purpose mm. and our, um, and our fate. So, mm. Yeah, man, like I'll, I'll go through stuff all the time. I'll go through self-doubt, but I'll mm-hmm. catch myself and I'll just, you know, I'll much rather now fail at what I want to try and do mm. rather than sit and, and wonder what I'm what I'm going to be like. And mm. I was showing this about Sammy, <clears throat> to Sammy um, the other day and, you know, sometimes I think about, you know, when I die. Um, and I've got a whole different relationship to dying now, but, you know, I would think about how people would talk about me at my funeral and all that kind mm. of stuff. Like not to be like somber about it, but nah. just, you know, like, um, am I living a life that I want to be living? Like how, how, um, what kind of impact am I, am I leaving? Mm. And when I get to these points where I start to question myself, I remind myself of like, I'm here to be doing this work mm. and it's a consistent reminder. And, I used to stop myself all the time, self-sabotage all the time and and question my motives and question what I wanted to do when I was scared about people judging me or making fun of me and um, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, fuck it, they're going to do that either way. And I'm not here to make every single person happy. I'm here to make myself happy and do what I need to do and and impact others in a way that, that, I'll, that I want to do. Mm. Um, so I'm... I'm going to be able to do that. And man, like you've been an amazing sounding board for me. Well, like when I've been working through stuff and when, you know, I've, I have received criticism and, um, and like not lashbacks, but like maybe people talking shit and stuff. And I can't remember that, that, that quote from Lisa Nichols. I can't remember what it was, man. It was like the, uh, quote around freedom. No, I can't remember now, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't we'll, know if it was her that said We'll it. look it up and I'll edit this and we'll, we'll insert it at the end. <laughs> I think it was, um, you know, the um, your only reach is high as... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? So, yeah, she was telling the story. She was explaining the concept of you'll only raise to the level where you can handle a certain amount of criticism. Yeah. Because the nature of duality means we're going to have an equal amount of praise and criticism. Yeah. And more often than not, as soon as people get a tiny bit of criticism, they stop. Mm. And it's like to actually be able to raise to the level and your full potential with that comes a certain level of criticism. Yeah. That's the nature of being in the world, especially with social media. Yeah. That's it, man. hundred percent. I remember that because yeah, every single time I would receive it, I would have the awareness that it's just the projection of the reality that they are living and I mean, this is why it's so important to do the inner work mm. while you are 
on purpose or why you are doing your own work or you are in service or you are like offering whatever you're offering, whether it's like your own personal brand mm. or if it's like, you know, you're serving products or anything, man, like, mm. um, like understanding your shadows and your own internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. Cause once you start to integrate all those things within your being, you don't get triggered as much. So when people start to like talk shit or, you know, say th- like mean things or write some like, troll on like your posts or your ads mm. whatever it's like doesn't really bother you anymore because you're just like oh they're just acting from their awareness that they're at right now mm. um so that was huge for me man to to um to understand that and work from that place and also knowing that um i'm doing something good if i'm triggering something in you that creates that response or reaction and knowing that i'm doing from a place of love not from a place of like fuck you yes i'm doing it from like i'm being in my truth and i'm not doing it to hurt anyone Mm. i'm doing it to help lift the vibration and Mm -hmm. you know if that's going to shake things up and i remember what i was like years ago man i would get triggered all the time by people (laughs) and then realizing like my triggers were my greatest gifts Mm. and for myself, understanding my own triggers and my own shadows and, and integrating them into my life um, has been one of the reasons why I have been able to, I feel like, transcend so much from where I was to where I am and, and why the, the growth of my business has gone so fast mm. is because of that. Because mm. um, once I've gained that awareness and integrated it, it no longer triggers and you can move forward so quickly and n- no longer needing to hold on to any of that sh- any of it anymore mm. you just let it go and move forwards and and so much man like you know like especially being like bullied i went through so much bullying when i was when i was um younger and the feeling of like having to get someone back for being hurt mm. you know it still plays out for people now you know like you if you haven't really integrated your own shadows and your own triggers you're always going to want to get one better than somebody else but once you've like you, you understand the game of it, you just you know you let it go. They're just mm. doing the best of that they know how, and they're probably they're probably acting from like like the like the awareness or the the feeling of a ten year old mm-hmm. or a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. And once we understand that, we're like, well, how would you actually talk to a child? How mm. would you chat to a teenager at that, that mm. age? Like you would send them love, you send them the compassion. Yeah, yeah, mm. I love it, man, and it reminds me of a quote from Aristotle and he says, the only way to avoid criticism is to say nothing, do nothing and be nothing. Oh yeah. So it's like, if you're going to go and do anything, you're going to cop criticism. And it's like what you were speaking to was, was exactly that. And, Mm. and also the fact that your business will not outgrow you personally, especially if you're just a solopreneur. And so you're, it's your personal brand and your business is just a direct extension of you. It's like, you can learn all the marketing hacks and all of this you want, but if you're not doing that inner work, it's gonna you're gonna sabotage somewhere. It's gonna show up somewhere. Yeah. And I think speaking to that is um is really important because especially if you're in service, like you said, because it's the ego trap, like the shadow of shadow work is thinking that we've done all of the work that we need to do. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh no, no, I handled my shadow work. I've done oh, that. Yeah. I don't need to do any work or have any mentors or I don't need to do it. I've done my work. Like, yeah. And it's a dangerous place to be. It's like I shine so bright that I no longer have any shadows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, it's such a good um, a good ego check to be like, oh, oh man. wow. And, like, and you do like, whether it comes now or it comes in a year, it's, it's it'll catch up with you. 
if you yeah. do stop doing that like it it can't not man like running your own business is a spiritual practice mm. in itself is it's it's there yeah so much self-reflection in it mm. so much like having to let go of control or just mm. trusting and you know pushing through your own or like breaking through your own self-limiting beliefs and your self-sabotaging behavior because mm. there's so many people that start their own businesses and fail and you know one of the reasons is because of the self-limiting beliefs yeah and the self-sabotaging behaviors yeah definitely can you speak to some of the main ones you've had to overcome in your because like yeah man, just to give, sh- give the listeners perspective like it was how fast things have been growing for you like in terms of like you've had between three events like over 200 people sit in soul flight ceremonies in the last mm. week and it was only a couple of years ago that you ran your first one as part of a little workshop we did together and you were using yeah, like yeah. your computer speakers and it was just like <laughs> it was it was just really man a yeah. classic case of starting where you are with what you've got not yeah. waiting for things to be perfect 100 percent. and yeah talk to us and i know it's hard to wrap two years up into oh nah man so <clears throat> So this um, vision had come through like a, a like a Wachuma journey, like maybe 18 months prior. And it just took, I didn't actually know how it was all going to happen. And it took, mm. you know, like 18 months to come to fruition. But I was in another ceremony and the spirit of cacao had come to me and she was like, now is your time to um, journey me with your community and I'll guide you on exactly how I want you to do that. And I was like, awesome. That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And remember, we, we were running a uh, two-day tantric workshop. And I was like, bro, I've got this idea to help bring everyone back into their hearts after we do all the deep work. We reckon you're like, bro, let's do it. And um, I had this amazing vision of what I wanted to do, but I didn't have all the gear to do it. Man, I was I was like, you know, I'd, had, I'd moved back home because I was, got really sick and I had like no money. And I, I was like using all my mum's gear um and like i was like had her computer speakers which had like some decent sound i had a little bit of sub <laughs> in it and i had my laptop with like garage band i was using like my like laptop keyboard as like the keys so i could do some stuff on there didn't have a looper or anything like that and i was just doing all acoustic and um at that time man everyone was like whoa this is this is awesome and i was like sweet let's I want to bring it to the public and um yeah the first one we you know had like only 22 or i can't remember man 20 people mm. and um and then just kept selling out man we ended up having like this studio we could i think we could only have like 28 people or something like that there man mm. um and then we went to another studio and that would max out of 45 people um and then we just kept having like these wait lists man every single month and um and then at the start of this year um there's a new studio that had opened up called um the north side hub and they could fit like 75 people in there and mm. that was like the start of this year man and so i was at before north side hub i was at um we're there for about a year maybe just over yeah, so when we started this year, it pretty much like doubled in size. Mm. Um, and then same again, man, we'd have a wait list every single one. And the one that we done like last week, there was 22 people on a wait list to come through. And there's just so many more people that are waking up. And one, because they like, put in the work to do it. But at, we're also in this time where so many people are 
like we are so connected mm-hmm. yet so disconnected to ourselves, mm. and people are just receiving this call to like journey inwards mm. and um yeah was that the question you asked me about yeah <laughs> <laughs> to start riffing yeah so speaking into the growth of it oh the growth so that's, yeah. that's a beautiful insight into the journey and and to how and and you started to touch on what my next question was going to be because there's the there's the you committing showing up every single month yeah. you doing your own work you like and that aspect of it and and you doing the work to market it you doing like all of that side of things but then there's also to match that growth is a deep need for what what you're offering yeah. you started to touch on that that disconnection like what are you seeing people receive so deeply that you're getting a lot of new people into each ceremony as well because of mm. word of mouth, but yeah, it's also an experience that you're getting a lot of people that come come back come yeah. each month needing that sort of top up, needing that reset. Like, what are you seeing people oh, man. receiving? I was talking that man because um, we've had had people, or we do have people that have come from the very start mm. to now, and there was like not last year, remember the one before we had a couple of people that were just like. That was like really celebrating me and Sammy for how far we've come mm. with what we do and what we offer. And, and you know, like we start off like such a basic, <laughs> basic setup. And then, you know, got like um, a looper from one of our friends and, and then just start buying the gear. And now it's like this all amazing setup mm. um, where this is in incredible shamanic sound that just comes through and takes people on that that deep deep journey Mm. but man people receive so much man there's like people that um talk to past relatives or parents um Mm. people that like a healing birth trauma um people that just releasing you know deep tears that they don't know where they've come from people that are just feeling so much bliss and elation and you know we even get people that come in and think and thinking that they're going to um, just cry the whole time and they're just filled up with love. Mm. And that's like such an amazing experience because so much, especially in the West, we feel like we have to get rid of all this stuff, all this sadness, all this anger. And we're like, we forget that we've got to fill ourselves up as well. We've got to replace mm. what we're like letting go with, you know, with a high vibration of joy and love. And, you know, I've been stuck in that feeling like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have to go through all this hell and then just receive so much um, love and insight. And it's mm. it, it's amazing, man. Um, people that are just feeling so much more connected to who they are. Mm. Um, I've had mates, like, receive guidance on their work, mm. um, workshops that they're now running. Um, yeah. I've had one of our mutual friends they received their their baby their baby name through ceremony yeah and then um like a month or so after they be fell pregnant yeah um so that's real cool man mm. it's like so much there's yeah heaps yeah. of heaps of stuff and the thing that works like with cacao and the sound is it's still working through your being for like you know three four five days sometimes afterwards mm. And so it's just that first crack open and receiving this awakening. And you know what it's like when you suppress your emotions for so long and they start to come up, then once that gateway is opened up, then it's, you know, 
learning the tools to assist through that process and learn to love and accept all and acknowledge all that arises within mm. um, and not to judge it, you know? Yeah. Like where we are souls incarnated in this human body mm. to master this human experience mm. and to receive the magic that lies within. And yeah, if we want to feel the heights of the heavens that we need to feel the depths of ourselves. Yeah. And the only way is, is in. Yeah. The only way is in. So we, we love to teach and guide people to receive their own guidance mm. and to create the ceremony to create the um the container for them to do so yeah yeah beautiful man like and i've sat in countless <laughs> soul fights <laughs> and, and different ceremonies with and and my personal experience has been a lot of what you just touched on like the biggest thing for me is getting beyond the mind getting beyond the mind and tapping into that deeper intuition guidance or tapping into that emotional body and letting things go um because i've and 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 tapping into the magic of life as well i Mm. feel like there's a deep part of so many of us that know there's more to it that know there's more to life more to our existence than Mm. what we're currently being served up and it's we just don't know where to look like we're so disconnected from ceremony in, in, in today's culture. We're so disconnected from reverence a lot of the time. Mm. Most people's only experience with ceremony and reverence or anything is through the church if they were sort of raised that way. So I feel like that's something that I personally receive is that reconnection to reverence, to ceremony, to connecting with the land mm. that I hadn't experienced anywhere else. And with that comes a deeper connection to self as well. And I feel like that as a almost like a like a top up you know mm. and then then having the tools to maintain that sort of day in day out maintain that connection and it links back to what you were talking about with purpose like a lot of the time it was your connection with spirit or connection with the land or or with what you were feeling in your body and it's like what i like really see soul flight as is it's giving people an opening to that yeah to that connection through the work that you've done and and it's um that's why i feel it's just there's waitlisted everything because right now in society, there is that deep longing for people. People are hurting. Mm. People are disconnected from it. And it's like they're, they're, they're willing to invest in themselves to, to the, the, the facades up kind of thing. Like yeah. You can only fake it for so long until that, that pain, like there's that disconnection there. And um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see people coming out just like, oof. Transforming yeah, and yeah, yeah, physiologically different, looking different, yeah. And it's like that's it's tangible, like yeah. You can taste it, and and it's one of these things that, especially like my background, physio, science based, relatively skeptical. <laughs> if I hadn't experienced it, like I wouldn't believe a lot of it, to be perfectly honest, yeah. Like it's one of these things where once it's experienced, it's like, oh, like it's undeniable, yeah, 100%. Like, man. and it's. And there's no, there's no way around that, I don't think, with a lot of this work, this deeper work. And especially guys can be so skeptical, even like um, the work we're doing just recently at your retreat at The Brave. Mm. So many guys there were like, they just, they were so skeptical until they'd experienced it. And yeah. they were like, oh my God, I can't believe I was even questioning this. Yeah. And it's like just getting beyond that skepticism and experiencing it. Yeah. Didn't even know that it was possible to... Yeah. To yeah. see that or to feel that or, yeah. or, or anything, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of my 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 purposes. I feel mm. like we don't just have one purpose. I feel like there's many things that we're here to do. And and I know for myself, mine is to, you know, I was going to say blast people open, but like... <laughs> in the nicest way possible. <laughs> in the nicest way possible. And show them what's, what's, what's truly possible mm. um, for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I love experiential teaching and experiential learning because like you said, once you've experienced it and you've integrated it within your, in yourself, mm. it's, it's, not, it's undeniable and then we can embody it. Mm. And that's a big thing, you know, these, you know, we, everyone's talking about embodiment these days, like, yeah. especially in the self-development, personal development, or embody this or embodying that. And I feel like there's a lot of people talking about embodiment that aren't actually embodied in what they do. Mm. Um, and I feel like the first step of embodiment is, is conceptually understanding mm-hmm. an idea mm. and then like allowing that to integrate into, into your body, into your being, like how does that fit into your life? Mm-hmm. like how are you consciously aware of the actions that you, you are taking to integrate that mm. so you're still like consciously making that choice and then embodiment becomes when it when your integration now forms an unconscious act mm-hmm. i was so used to thinking like unconscious acts are bad for us or negative <laughs> which you know many are yeah. but we can also reprogram ourselves retrain ourselves to create unconscious patterns that serve us mm-hmm. and that path of embodiment mm. is what i feel that that is is like when you when you see somebody walk into a room and you can feel the power emanate from them or you can mm. feel their like their beauty emanate from them and they mm. don't even have to say a word they just walk into the into the into a space and they just command it mm. they don't have to say anything and that's that that sense of embodiment is just this this feeling that you can kind of Mm. kind of get from it yeah you know a lot of people have uh are ingesting information without actually digesting the information yeah so you know it's so easy to like you know listen to a podcast or read a book and then just like regurgitate it yeah but how much you actually live in that in your life and one of the things that that's come up for myself especially when i've been doing the men's work Mm. is like two of my highest values are like integrity Mm-hmm. and and honesty and and honor mm. and um you know i teach radical responsibility and complete ownership of every single thing mm. and because i hold guys to such a high standard mm. i hold myself to an even higher standard mm. and i know you've bad witness <laughs> to that and sometimes i feel like it's not detrimental but you know like i like i make sure that i have to operate Mm. at that and you know this is something that i've lived even when i was like personal training when i was younger mm. like i would never i was never in the in the in the mindset that i would never make somebody do something that i would never do myself mm-hmm. so if i wanted to really help people i wanted to make sure that i could do and that i would do everything that i was speaking mm-hmm. because i wanted to have this level of authenticity with every single thing that i'd done i wanted mm. to make every single thing count that i'd done yeah um and yeah, I just didn't want to be talk shit. Like I wanted <laughs> to like lead from the front, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to, you know, show guys what what it what it is to to be that you know that role model. Yeah, that guys can look and and be inspired by. Yeah, and that can you know move forwards with alongside and and mm-hmm. and let me be a reflection for their own internal power that they also have. 
mm. within them and allow that to be that you know that remembering of themselves and have their own recognition of themselves mm. yeah for sure and 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 i feel like the opposite is quite detrimental taking in more and more information but not doing anything with it not embodying it oh yeah it's like the gap between what you know is possible and where you are just gets bigger and bigger and bigger the anxiety gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there's almost like i feel like there's so many people suffering from this information overload because they know all these things that they quote unquote should do yeah but they're not doing any of it so they feel worse about themselves than before yeah. they started their personal development journey man like <laughs> It's like when you start doing this, you're like, you think you know everything and then you start this process. You're like, holy fuck, I don't know anything. And then you start trying to learn and learn and learn. And then like you said, man, you just get like overwhelmed with yeah. like this information overload. Mm. Just like pull it back and be like, what can you actually do right here, right now? Mm. Man, like through my journey, like every single time I, I went to go pick up a book, I would meet so much resistance and this voice would always say to me, what you are seeking is not inside of a book mm. over and over and over again. And I'd, then I would like fall into this trap of being like, why well, is my ego just, you know, try to hold me back. I've got to <laughs> break through this ego. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm just going to listen to mm. what this message is saying. And mm. I just allowed the information that I had to really digest into my being and mm. just live what I was speaking and live what I was saying. Mm. and man it's huge yeah like the amount of people that you know i just become workshop junkies yeah and like i've got to learn all this stuff they f they feel the high of, of like releasing and and mm. learning and learning but if you're not giving yourself that downtime for the integration then it's just gonna be falling through the cracks and yeah you know it might be laying somewhere in your consciousness and your awareness but if you're not having the practice to you know bring that in then mm. you just I don't know, wasting your time yeah and you know, the proof's just, in the pudding yeah having like you know peak experiences yeah and you get addicted to that you know yeah. dopamine release of, yeah. of all of that yeah and it's like that those deeper peak immersive experiences are important but it's like and the learning is, is important but it's like the doing and the implementing is just as important mm. like one analogy i love is one's a left foot activity one's a right foot activity so the doing and the implementing is the left foot, the learning and the um, bringing in new information through workshops or books or whatever is a right foot. If you're only doing one, you're going to walk in circles because mm. if you're only taking action, <laughs> I like that. if you're only taking action, but not learning anything, not going to like, you know, and not taking on board new information, not reviewing what you're doing, you'll just take blind action and you might look like you're going somewhere, but two, three years down the track, you're in the same position internally. And if you're just reading books and learning, you're not going to go anywhere either. So it's almost like finding yeah. a balance of the two, like like reflecting internally, like right now listening to this, reflect internally. Are you more of a, a doer and less open to learning and feedback or are you more of a, I'm going to sit and learn a million things? Like figure out where you are mm. and just shift the scale back to more of a balance between those two. Yeah, man. And having accountability yes. with, with your brothers or your partner like i mean super blessed to have sammy in my life man we we keep each other so accountable like you and me we keep each, mm. each other so accountable it's everything man like keeping that integrity that that authenticity of like if like live your word if you say you're gonna do something you know do it mm. like act upon it mm. like don't just keep saying you're gonna do this or you're gonna do that mm. like man it's like talking 
so much it's like, it's like writing posts on fucking facebook and instagram it's great for creating awareness but if you're saying you're doing all this stuff but then you know when shit actually comes up you're just contracting and leaning away avoiding. not doing anything then yeah. or avoiding then it's just like you know actions speak louder than words yeah yeah it's a big one man like yeah. as soon as something comes up for myself like mm. i go straight into it mm. and that's a practice that's a habit yeah it's a habit like create that habit yeah created it because it's like it's i feel like a lot of people are in the habit of breaking their word to themselves i'm going to get up at this time and go to the gym oh i didn't do it i'm going to do this i didn't do it i'm going to do this and there's these like little micro integrity breaches and it almost becomes this habitual thing where you don't actually internally trust yourself oh man so you might say i'm going to do this thing but somewhere in there in the back of your head you're like no you won't because yeah. you don't even get up when you say you're going to get up as if you're going to do that big thing. Yeah. So it's like it the starts with critic. the... Yeah. Bro. It starts with the micro actions. It's like the little things matter. Mm. Like when you're fired up, how you speak to your partner matters. Like if you say you're going to go to the gym and you don't, like these things oh, matter man. just Bro. as much as these big grandiose goals. Yeah. Man, if you don't trust yourself, <laughs> how are you going to trust anyone else? Yeah. And if you don't trust yourself, how is your partner going to trust you? Yeah. Like you might not be consciously aware of that, but if it's all happening unconscious and if you're not trusting yourself, man, like mm-hmm. shit's going to unravel super quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Like that's the, the you know, the, like the daily practice, man. Make it small and yeah. just commit to it every single day. It's like proving yourself wrong that you can do it, that you can achieve yeah. it. Do it long enough that you're actually breaking the circuit and recreating a new one mm-hmm. and learn that new trust for yourself within, for your own inner strength, your own inner power. Mm. Being like, holy shit, I can actually do this. There was, um, I can't remember his name, man, but um, he's, uh, he says like the, one of the most important things of the day is to make your bed in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's that. Like I can't remember one, who. One small thing, right? Might you, have even been like Jocko Willink or one of those. That's mil- the one. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You do one small thing and you accomplish it in the morning. Yeah. Right? It might seem like a minuscule task, but you do it. You mm. feel good about yourself. Build momentum. Build momentum. Yeah. You know, like yeah. have a cold shower every single morning, man. Snap yourself out of like any kind of sleepy state you were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do some breath work or yeah. you know, breathe deep into your belly, breathe into your legs, breathe into the earth, connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you don't have enough time in the morning, then go to sleep like half hour earlier. Yeah. Like what truly matters to you? Yeah. Like your why has to be so much more stronger than any single thing else that is in your life. Because if your why isn't strong, mm-hmm. you'll find reasons to why not. Yeah. So why should you do it? Why will you do it? Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Why will you do this? Yeah. I love it. And it's like building those habits. Because another one of my favorite quotes, we're dropping so many quotes in this podcast. <laughs> another one of my favorite, I think it was um, from the book Atomic Habits. And I say this a lot, I share it on Instagram a lot. People are probably sick of me saying it, but it's like, it's just, it's everything for me. It's, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Oh yeah. Like, like you will fall to where your rituals and habits are. Yeah. Because on a day you're feeling good. Yeah. Your, your goal might be enough, but we spend 95% of our time operating in that subconscious. Mm. And so in that state, it's like we fall back onto our habits and our rituals. So it's it's getting them to the point where they match up with our, our why and our goals. And it's like marrying those two, like 
that's where the, that's where I've personally found like the magic to be. And when I when I find I'm slipping, and I was saying to you before just this podcast before that nutrition wise, the last couple of weeks, I haven't been sticking to what my my habits my habits have mm. slipped, and therefore my energy levels have slipped. And it's like okay, it's really important for me to go back and re-cement that habit now. If I'm wanting to excel in business and all of that, like all of those things, those base quote unquote basic things, like that's the platform for it all. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Love it. It's a good quote. Yeah. <laughs> so many quotes. Um, one thing I wanted to circle back to, man, that you touched on briefly was how you were saying you, you think about the day you're going to die or at your funeral. Yeah. And, and you contemplate the idea of, of death. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's not to be somber or to be morbid or anything. I think that's a really important thing to... To, to speak into because it's something that we in our society sweep under the covers put behind closed doors and don't talk about mm. we think we're never going to die we never we don't talk about death and i feel like it's a really um healthy practice to have some sort of relationship with death yeah to have that being a because i know whenever i've had that as a because i sort of do a similar thing i think about that i'm like i'm going to going to die one day and mm. how i how i spend my day is how i spend my life so am i doing today what i want to be doing in my life and i use that as almost a motivating factor and can you speak to i guess what what sparked that for you was that a teaching you learned or was that just something you did naturally and then like how have you you brought that actually into your awareness in a consistent way man i actually used to do it when i was younger yeah really when i was a teenager yeah yeah um yeah i would like you know imagine you know what people would be saying or you know, mm. how people would be feeling if they'd be celebrating me or like yeah you lived a good life or you know all that kind of stuff mm. so when i was a teenager man and it really made me you know want to see um live like a really fulfilled life mm. and back then you know my my dream was to become, you know, world-class champion fighter. And that was like my, my push for it. And, you know, I wanted to live a life that was worth living in, mm. in my eyes. And I was chasing that real hard for, for a long time until my, you know, neck injury. Um, it's not something like I think about all the time, but, you know, sometimes it just pops into my mind. Yeah. And I sit and I contemplate, like I've always been like really, deep thinker mm. and you know, like when i was younger my mates would always tell me i was thinking i'd think too much <laughs> i'd ask too many questions i'm the same and i'm so glad that like i didn't give a fuck and that i just kept thinking how i wanted to because it has served me so well in my mm. life of such deep self-reflection mm. and having that deep brutal honesty with myself of like when i have fucked up and mm. what i need to make amends for and what i have actually done well in my life and and celebrating my wins and mm. um celebrating is a huge part of why i feel yes. things have expanded so much of like yes, yes, and yes. any single time like something you know comes into fruition that we've like manifested or really worked towards like we'll celebrate it mm -hmm. like tonight we're going to go out and celebrate with pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah pizza and churros yes <laughs> yes um yeah so the 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 death stuff um 
like yeah. you were saying before. Side step. Is, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, as a society, we push that under the rug. No one wants to talk about death. We are going to die mm. one day. Like, you are going to die. Mm. And I don't want to think about that right now because I'll probably get really upset. <laughs> thought, thought, thought of you dying, tough. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, death teaches us about life. Mm. And... Yes. It teaches us how we should be or could be living life. Mm. And, you know, through plant medicine journeys, I've had numerous, you know, death experiences. Yeah. And it's changed my view completely on death and what happens after mm. death. But in saying that, though, you know, no, one's, no one knows truly how they're going to react or respond when that time comes or when it's going to come or when it's going to come yeah but for myself it's definitely been something that you know made me you know ponder on Mm. am i living a life of fullness Mm. that i want to be living yeah and there was a moment in life where a time in my life where i was going down two paths and you know got in trouble with the police Mm. Um, and I could have ended up in jail and I chose to not go down that path and in that like I, I saw two paths for myself of like mm. I could keep trying to be want to be gangster <laughs> yeah. or I could go down this other path and I'm so glad that I chose the, the other one mm. and yeah like what kind of life do you want to live yeah. you know and we are truly the creators of our reality, whether we want to believe it or not. You know, you take it with a grain of salt if you want, but I've had way too many experiences where I've been like, holy shit, I have created that. Yeah. <laughs> and if I have created something, what I deem is bad, surely I have enough power to create something mm. that is what I deem is good and beneficial to my mm-hmm. mission, beneficial to my purpose and my path and for not just for myself, but for my partner, for my friends, mm. my family for the community like when we take this like it's it's taking our power back every single time we point our finger at someone we blame Mm. society we blame our parents we blame our partners our friends or whatever for our living circumstances or things that we've been through like we we have chosen every single part of that Mm -hmm. whether we want to believe that or not Mm. You know, like I was abused sexually by a boy when I was younger mm-hmm. and then later on by a lady. So both sides of the sexes. And I've had to like come into a lot of deep healing with that and, and understand that there was parts in that that I chose. Mm. And that was like painful, very, very painful to to reflect and to receive. Mm. But that was so deep in my journey that allowed me to like be able to speak so clearly about them all without having any kind of emotional trigger within me yeah but when we when we understand that like you know like man when i got bullied as as a child like man i was so upset i was like why is why do i get bullied on like i was was so sensitive i was so open i could feel everything and Mm. you know now i've done a lot of shadow work a lot of like trigger work and all that kind of stuff and like looking back a part of myself that i actually lacked was this like this 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 uh inner warrior Mm. which came to me later on in life. Mm. But the fact that I lacked that at that point in time was, you know, I was picked out as a target. Yeah. And like learning that part about myself of why that had happened 
Mm. And then like reclaiming, reclaiming, like taking responsibility of like, like that was a part of my story, but that isn't who I am now. Yeah. And I can reclaim that. I can reclaim like, like pull your power back. Stop mm. giving your power away to other people. Mm. Stop blaming others for your living circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. man, like financially, I've, I've had to like start from like scratch. Yeah. Like three or four times. And this last time I was like, oh, I'm breaking this cycle of feeling like I have to keep starting from scratch. Mm. You know, when I reached out and I asked for support mm. and I received it, but mm. I was taking responsibility for what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to let you know, outside influences or outside environments dictate who I was going to be, what my realities was going to look like. Mm. Like I was, I made sure that I was creating a reality for myself that I was creating mm-hmm. and owning that. Yeah. And yeah. truly, truly owning that and realizing we are powerful, yeah. powerful beings. We are powerful people. Yeah. I like recognize your power, man. Like, mm. And why do you think so many people don't recognize their power? Like, oh man, because we've been, you know, taught not to. Yeah. Taught that we need other people. Yeah. You know, like it happens from a young age socialization yeah. yeah you know people of influence you know parents teachers siblings yeah do you think family members do you think um all the times you've been told like you want to like say you want something you're told no, no. yeah and you go oh okay yep yeah sorry yeah don't speak up yes yeah yeah like you don't you don't know the answers you're stupid like mm-hmm. don't express yourself Mm. Like you're not allowed to express anger because you might upset your 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 brother, you might upset mm. your sister. Don't raise your voice, mm. so you like you shut every single thing down. So you're just giving your power away, like you've suppressed everything so deeply, and that's like why this work is so powerful. Because when people start to realize their their own internal strength and power, like it's, it's beautiful. It's mm. absolutely incredible of, of realizing like. And then recognize, like, you chose to suppress yourself as well. Yeah. Like, those times, right? Like, we were talking about the self-sabotage. Um, one of the things that, for myself, was, you know, the fear of outshining others. Mm. Like, not wanting to be seen as something so that other people would feel bad. So, I would pull myself down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if I was actually inspiring someone else and allow them to raise up as well? Mm. And also... Um, you know, the fear of like having to like let old friends go to come into a new place mm. and, and people, the fear of people judging me for what I was doing. Yeah. It's a long time where I wouldn't even talk about like my plant medicine journeys and what it's given me. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Like I'll talk about being authentic and I'm not being authentic when yeah. I speak. <laughs> so I'm going to be straight yeah. up and just say exactly what I need to say. Yeah. 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 I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. And I think, Part of it can also be, I know when I first started doing like shadow work and because I, I was similar, I disowned my, my that warrior energy, that yeah, anger, all of that. The mongrel, I like, <laughs> I was just Mr. Nice Guy, Switzerland, friends with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I like first tapped into that, that real deep sense of confidence, it was almost, it was, it was amazing. And then it was almost confronting because then it was like, oh, fuck, now I've got to do something with this. Oh, no yes. excuses anymore. So 
Like I feel like that just as much as, as the not being connected, I feel like there's just as much denial because it's like, oh shit, you mean I can create whatever I want? Yeah, oh, bro. you mean I'm powerful enough? That's scary because now it's on me. Yeah. So I'm going to avoid looking at that. Yeah, man, the golden shadow, yeah. the hidden talents, God-given gifts. Mm. And it's like, like that scene, like our light, not our darkness scares us the most. Yeah, Marion Williamson. Oh, I think I'll just butcher that quote. Yeah, but. we butchered a few today. <laughs> <laughs> man, but the reason why like... People are more scared of the light than the darkness mm. because if if they actually realize and recognize and and reclaim their their true strength, the true internal power, that means that their whole life is going to shift. Mm-hmm. And our ego is keeping us safe. It's keeping us like protecting in where we are. And our ego is going to be like, "Fuck mm-hmm. no, nah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You're not worthy of that." Yeah. And so we actually suppress that because it means that we we have to change or I have to change yeah. what I'm doing. And that, that could mean a relationship breakdown. Mm-hmm. That could mean a, like have to change where I'm living, might change where I'm working or what I'm doing. And that scares the fuck out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Stepping scares, into that unfamiliar. Man. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Another quote, man. Another. I, I can't remember who he said this one, but like... Um, like ah, uh, it's about the knights, and they he he says to the knights like go into the forest where there is no path, and that is the go into the darkest area of the forest where there is no path, and that is where you must enter. Mm. Um, and it's pretty much saying like go to where there is has go into that unfamiliar zone, yeah, and create your own path. Mm-hmm. And that's so scary because you know we're so used to depending on others to give us guidance where we need to go we've lost connection to ourselves and our own internal guidance mm. that we don't want to go into any unfamiliar zone because mm. oh my god what happens if i'm wrong mm. like what would the world say about mm. me if i make the wrong decision yeah and then you get stuck in this zone of yeah. like indecision yeah get frozen in that mm-hmm and that paralysis of analysis and yeah. you don't do anything and that's even worse yeah who and cares if you make a wrong decision mm-hmm. who cares like man it, it's don't judge the man on on or woman on on the things that they fall on yeah like at least they're out there making a move having a crack yeah having a crack like yeah more people just have a crack and just give it a go and mm. and see what comes from it and i I think it comes like from that notion that there is a right and wrong decision like that was always me like oh i wanted to make the right decision Mm. because for so long i was conditioned to be rewarded for getting things right and not getting things wrong because i'm a good boy if I, i get things right yes and it's there are no right and wrong decisions there are just the decisions that you make yeah and nothing is going to be forever like i was a physio and then i explored this and then i explored that and we think that if something isn't forever that it's a failure and it's yes. and it's just not the case. It's like, Man. what if I tell everybody that I'm going to do this and then I don't end up doing that? Like, they're going to judge me because I said that and then I failed at that. And it's like, well, the reality is the average person changes career seven times mm. in their, their life at the moment. It's probably more going up now. That's, that was a few years back. So it's like that whole trying to make the right decision and putting pressure on that right, quote unquote, right decision, I feel can cripple people into that. Man, it's the... Um Brings it back to death. 
Yeah. Like the death is something. They're like so disconnected. They don't want to like even think of death or even like what a life cycle is. Everything has a life cycle. Mm. Do you mean like our work can have a life cycle? Yeah. Like it's going to end. Yeah. doesn't mean that it was wrong or that you failed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's like can be a big downfall for some people is they don't know when the time to let go is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and shift and pivot, yeah, and move forward in another direction, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's changing the mindset, mm. yeah, yeah, man, love it, love it. <laughs> so many quotes, so <laughs> many. We could be here all night. Oh, man. Um, let's let's wrap it up there, man. Um, but what I want to hear from you to sort of finish up before you share sort of all your links and where people can find you and what you got coming up and stuff is talk to me a little bit about what your vision is for you and in, in your life and your work right now. Like Ooh. what's, what's exciting you most? Like where are you heading? What's, what are you bringing like into that. existence I at like the moment? That. I like that. So for soul flight, man, my vision is to be traveling the world on a tour, just anchoring that light into different parts, different places. Um, and doing on big stages, holding big ceremonies for people. Um, and taking them into that internal world and that shamanic journey back into the heart space and create that sacred safe container of ceremony to allow them to do that. Mm. The men's work, man, I just see that growing and growing and growing. There's so many men out there that are willing to step up and lean into and co-create this new meaning of the masculine energy that is coming through this new wave of consciousness that is coming through mm. and i see that expanding and expanding with the retreats with the courses with mm. however that's going to come through um yeah man my vision for myself is just living my life to its fullest mm. and being of service exactly how I am right now, but just in a more expanded way. Mm. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Awesome, man. Um, and where can people come and find you? Where where can they get access to yeah your work and what you're about? Sweet. I am mostly on Insta. It's Tim Morrison, two underscores. And my website is www.tim-morrison.com and on Facebook too, Tim Morrison. Yeah, sweet. And that's and it for now, yeah. I'll put that in the show notes as well sweet, so brother. people can go and go and get at that. Tim's doing Soul Flight regularly like in Perth and even on the east coast of Australia and stuff now and... Um, yeah, probably another retreat in April, potentially. Yeah, I think Feb, man. I've, Feb. I've had um, quite a few guys reach out Yeah, like the next one. So it's either going to be Feb mm-hmm. or April, May. Yeah, beautiful. Um, will be the next one. Yeah. Um, and that'll be the, the immersion yeah. um, in Bali. So yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Deep somatic releasing, mm-hmm. charging up. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah game-changing week yeah brother yeah yeah beautiful well much love man appreciate appreciate you everything you're about um and i'm sure this won't be the last time that we uh catch up for a chat for the 
I hope not, Tully. <laughs> <laughs> we need to ready some fresh quotes for the next one. <laughs> it's just a normal chat with Tim and Tully, isn't it? <laughs> so good. Love it. Much love, bro. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of that. And um, if you did, please share it. Share it with somebody that you think could get benefit from it. Take a screenshot, share it on the socials, and make sure you tag Tim Morrison and tag myself. So Tim is Tim Morrison, uh, two underscores on, on Insta. And I'm just Tully O'Connor. Make sure you tag us um, so we can, yeah, give you a shout out. And, and it's always good to see who's listening and, and what you guys are actually taking away from these conversations. And if you haven't subscribed, do that already. That way you won't miss an episode because I know in the busyness of, of social media and all of that stuff, it is um, it is hard to spot. So if, if you're only relying on seeing those posts, then just subscribe and then you can save them, save them for later as well. And if you haven't already, I really appreciate um, all of you that have offered reviews over, especially on the Apple um, podcast app. That just helps bump up the ratings and get this podcast into more people's ears and it gets more people speaking the same language. So really appreciate the support you guys have already been offering the podcast. Really love the messages that I get from you guys. So keep them coming. Reach out. Let me let me know what you're, what you're getting and let me know what you want to hear more of as well. Let me know if you've got any guests that you think I should speak to and have some conversations with on the podcast. Um, yeah, and just share the love. So thanks, guys, and until next time, take care.